Welcome to the Two Blokes Trading Podcast, sponsored by our partner broker, Pepperstone. Mike, good to see you, buddy. Ken, pleasure to be here. How are you? Yeah, good. Yourself? Yeah, mate, it's good to see you in person as likewise, well. Likewise, <laughs> As I said to you, I thought you were going to be a lot shorter. <laughs> yeah, I get that quite a lot, but you know, this, I'm not the tallest, but I'm not the smallest. <laughs> Somewhere in between, I guess. Yeah. What's what's your story with um, sort of markets? What what brought you into financial markets? Yeah, and do you know what? Funny you say that. It goes all the way back to like when I was like 16, 17. Mm. And it wouldn't, you can't really say it's market, market related, but it was when I first started studying economics. Right. The teacher, you know, first kind of like A-level lesson, teacher put up a supply and demand diagram. I just got it. Why? Because he used to sell shoes. So I knew about supply and demand. Right, yeah. I knew about all of that. And I was like, look, this is probably the subject that has the most sort of like real world sort of like you know, interjection. Mm. You know, Sometimes you're in a science class or you're in a history class. Like, How is this going to relate to the r- real world? And then I think it's almost by like right passage that once you start studying economics, it's like, right, I want to learn how to trade the markets. Mm. You know, I started skipping lessons, started looking at the Forex charts. Yeah. Looking at the mar- As you do, I think that's almost like every kid when they're younger, like straight into the charts. Mm. So yeah, so started with economics, mm-hmm. economics at university, and then managed to break into the industry a bit. And yeah, now we find ourselves here. So excited. Just- from you, from you, the analysis that I've seen that you've been posting, obviously it's great. Obviously your sugar one that you sent over, which yeah. is amazing. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's serious in-depth, you know, amount of knowledge there is vast. Like yes. how, how did you get to that stage? Do you know what? I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to say, oh, this is like as a result of being in industry. Mm. Very fortunate enough to spend a few internships uh, in some, you know, big, big enough names. But... A lot of that was, you know, sales. It was, I didn't have to be, you know, a chartist. I didn't have to know the fundamentals. So in terms of, you know, my ability to, to read a chart, to interpret a chart, it's off my own back kind of thing, you know, kind of just studying charts, using online resources and, you know, just having conversations because at the end of the day, this is, it's nothing is a science within the world of charts or finance, right? It's opinions, it's, psych- it's psychology, it's, a mixture of everything. So in terms of, you know, building your fundamentals, you know, use online resources. I think it's a great place. You know, mm. what you guys are doing here is it makes sense. You guys break it down in digestible sort of bite-sized pieces. Mm-hmm. Brilliant place to like build a solid foundation. So definitely. Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, and it's key that you say that about bite size because for me, um, I find that there's, there's so much news out yeah. there. Yeah. I feel like things are gradually changing a little bit, but Years ago, it was so, so tailored towards, you know, the p- polished professional, 100%. you know, the institutional trader. 100%, and yeah. they made it so difficult just for the everyday person to understand what the fuck's yeah. going on in the markets, yeah. you know. And it's funny you say that. I mean, it's not even just, you know, yourself or like retail traders that would say that. But, you know, there's institutional traders that have been, you know, s- said on camera and on audio. It's like look, half the stuff, half the terminology used in finance it's almost like a barrier. Mm. Let's use this jargon that people can't understand. So true, exactly. So, you know, retail, the everyday like guy and girl won't actually have a full grasp of what it's being said and what we're trying to say. So 100%. That, yeah, that sort of thing infuriated me. That's 100%. why That's why I started creating content, just yeah. to dumb it down for people, you know, yeah, to understand, yeah. you know. So, yeah, <laughs> that that exactly. Mate, let's, let's start jumping into, obviously, this week. 100%. It's been a bit of a mad week, oh, actually, Ken, in the market. Yeah, I honestly did. The end of last week, I thought the world was going to end. I really did. So obviously, big failure with SVB, Silicon Valley Bank. Yeah, you know, you you know some of the deets in that. I do. Do you know what? Funny Mm. enough, and I'll just kind of give you an insight. So obviously, last Friday, you know, kind of, you know, obviously Silicon Valley Bank is you know an American institution, Mm. 
trades over there a lot more than in the UK. And funny enough, my mate actually works in the UK branch of SVB. Oh, really? Right. They were bought for a pound, weren't they, by yeah. HSBC? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, on the, on Friday, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm going back and forth with my mate. I was like, yeah. what is going on? You're all over CNBC. You're all over Bloomberg. Mate, is everything all right? I'm, I'm asking him as, as, as a friend just to mm. kind of understand what is going on. You know, I've had the conversation with him. And it's like, look, I don't really... He was telling me, oh, I don't really know. And then, you know, half six our time. So, obviously, you know, America's, what, four or five hours behind us. Yeah. I called him just out of the blue. I was like, mate, you've just gone into administration. He turned around to me. He was like, oh, I didn't know that. And then whilst we're on the phone, he gets an email through wow. at, at about quarter to seven saying, we need to have an emergency meeting right now. On Monday was that? No, was, that was Friday. That was on a Friday. That was last Friday. So he wow. learned from me that his bank was going under. Wow. I, it was just absolutely insane. And in terms of obviously, you know, what that's meant for the markets, it's been interesting because... At first, the media were trying to say, look, it's their exposure to, you know, VC funding, mm -hmm. tech startups and whatnot. It's not really. This is more reminiscent and more reflective of 2008. It's, you know, on-market exposure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know what I mean? That's it, it. This, is, this is scary, scary times. This is like, scary times. And for anyone that doesn't get it, right, when your money is in the traditional banking system, it's not your fucking money. <laughs> Right. Because this truth. is a classic example. Yeah. They have got your money gets invested. The banks do all sorts with your money, you know. So, you know, that this and this is obviously they heavily invested in bonds. Look, hats off to them at the end of the day. Bonds are supposed to be the safest of Absolutely. all safe, safe havens. Right. But obviously shit's hit the fan. Economic situations not in a, in the best of places. Rates are going up. So when there's an inverse relationship, right, when, re when yields yeah. are rising, bond prices value is going down. So that's exactly what happened. These guys obviously started panicking. Yeah. Bear in mind, these guys are supposed to be running a massive multi-billion in financial institution Absolutely. and they're panicking, offloading their bonds at a shit price. Yeah. Uh, scrambling for cash. Like, it's, it's worrying, really. Yeah. You know, it's worrying. It spooks the market. And obviously, as you said, and, you know, great point, they say, and we talked about this earlier in the week mm. when we were putting stuff online, the ultimate safe haven, it's not gold, it's not the dollar. Whilst they are up there, it's US treasuries. Mm -hmm. They are the bill end all in terms of safe haven. And when you see a sell-off in those, that's when fear, you know, comes into the market. And then obviously, you know, this, call it what you want, but black and white, this was a bank run. That's it. You know, and yeah. it, this is a scary time. And let, it's quite, it's... Almost a bit upsetting to say, oh, well, you know, it was only Silicon Valley Bank. But then, I mean, just look at the week just gone. Like, yeah, it, it's 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 not looking rosy out there to say no. least. And you know what? It scares me, really, because SVB, they're not the traditional bank, no, are they? No, no, no. And it, it scared me because I still use the likes of, you know, borderless accounts. There's a few yeah. to name, but I'm not going to name names. But people, if you can, if people listening to this, you yeah, can type the Challenger in. banks. Yeah, right? the Challenger yeah, banks, yeah, yeah. exactly. I use them and it sort of it sort of scared me a little bit because I've got a decent amount of money with, with a few of them. And it's like, shit, is my money safe? Uh, and I end up taking it out and putting yeah. them into a proper bank. Like, so, it makes you, do you, you know, know what I mean? It kind of makes you think, like, where is my money safe at yeah, the end of the day? Exactly. Is where? there anywhere safer than under your mattress? I don't know, honestly. Like, this yeah. is sort of, this, this, it's very reminiscent of what happened in 2008. And to be honest, like as you know, we were talking about the other day. Just look at the VIX, the fear indicator. Like it's above twenty. And, yeah, it's you know, high. It's high, man. Yeah. Is it? What's the highest since when? Do you know? This is probably the highest since the outbreak of COVID. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. It's, it's, so in terms of you know volatility, it's definitely there. Wow. You know, it's 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 uh, choppy times to say. Definitely. Least. You know, you said about um, 
about where's your money really safe. Like yeah. f- for me, I fi- this where I know it's in my control is um, so. I have some of my cash stored yeah. offline. So yeah. I put it into USDT, dollar tether, tether. It's a nice, stable coin, nice. crypto. And then I take it offline. So it's not on an exchange. It's, yeah. you know, on my little hard wallet. Safe and and then it's safe. As long as obviously you don't, I'm not on fucking numpty and lose my my, uh, my ledger. But Forget your password. Yeah, all, like all that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But we're all good. That's safe to yeah, me. Yeah, of course. I believe so too. You know, so uh, do, do you, are you in, are you crypto man at all? Do you know what? I was a crypto man. Mm. And funny enough, actually... Uh, just before things started going south uh, last year, so kind of like Feb, March time, mm. I had about nothing big, about 600, 700. And, uh, you know, I was just broke. I needed to pay rent, took yeah. it all out of crypto, paid my rent. And then I look at, you know, the, the month after that and crypto just started tanking. Yeah. I'm not going to claim to be Warren Buffett, but that was a good, that was that a good was, time to pull that out. That was good like, exit, mate. Yeah. Well, timed exit strategy. But yeah, no, in terms of like crypto... um, it's it's a funny space. It's it's, it's a seriously interesting space. You kind of have to almost kind of step back. You do and look at where crypto began and why it began. It was that alternative, exactly to the traditional banking space, like you were talking about a minute ago. Well, that's it. And and look at Bitcoin this week. Bitcoin is this is the best performance that we've seen in a fair few weeks Absolutely. since Jan. Look at that huge erected candle pushing <laughs> yeah. to the outside. And look, it looks like we've got a bit of an inverse head and shoulders here. Look, left shoulder. Yeah. Head, right shoulder, we're breaking out that neckline resistance. That looks like a nice move up. It looks lovely. because does. You see where we were capped here, twenty about 24, 25K. Look at that. We haven't been above here since this massive fall in June. Yeah. So this is significant moves. And, 100%. And just on your point now, where we've just been discussing traditional banking, this is yeah. where this kicks into gear. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, if, your mon- if your money's not stays with, with the traditional banks, you know, this cri- cryptocurrency. You 100%. Know, why not? And <laughs> again, it wasn't just SVB that took a hit. Just to interrupt this podcast with an important notice. At Two Blokes Trading, we have a community trading app where you can engage with the blokes and like-minded traders to help you on your journey. There is a ton of free analysis across Forex, crypto, stocks, and commodities. We also have in-depth premium analysis with trade ideas, education, live trading sessions, and more for those that sign up via our broker sponsorship page. A nominal deposit of just $200 and start trading with Pepperstone and then get full access to the Two Blokes Trading app. You know, I mean, we can chat about Credit Suisse in a minute, but you can see all the yeah. bank stocks have taken the tumble. Bank of Beating. America, Citigroup. And these are, you know, uh, titans of industry. Ooh. The big boys on the block. So, Well, yeah, Credit Suisse had to be, they, they asked for 54 billion uh, Swiss francs or, yeah. from yeah. from the SMB. I That's mean, scary. Yeah. Call it what you want. And they're supposed to be Switzerland. This is Switzerland, the safe havens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. I think it's far from it. I mean, it's just... Super scary times, and you know, you call it what you want. They were bailed out by the Swiss yeah, National exactly. Bank. Exactly, that was a you bailout. Know, and in terms of obviously stability in the financial markets amongst the banks, and where is it? I couldn't tell you. I mean, I can't look at these financial institutions and say, right, they're a safe bet or they're a safe bet. Yeah, because as we said, they've all got exposure to they those do. bonds. They do. You know, all of them. And in terms of you know where bonds are going next, mm. you know, it's still not clear. You know, so going back to, you know, the chart here with Bitcoin, you know, go back to what Bitcoin was initially made for. It was that alternative. For that, yeah, exactly. It was the, you know, the fuck you to the traditional financial system. We want to take control of our own money. Could we potentially see a higher move in Bitcoin? Why not? I think, you know, if any scenario was to unfold or, you know, sort of circumstances for a ripe move in uh, Bitcoin and other, you know, cryptos, Mm. Now is definitely now is definitely a time. One hundred percent, a classic example of that. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I think this this has made me want to sort of load up a little bit. Yeah, um, I'm just gonna do a bit of uh, looking around. 
and uh, yeah, potentially load up. Yeah, I definitely. Time, yeah, as I'd say, you know, the stable coins. You know, your Ethereum, yeah. your Bitcoins. I wouldn't say it's a great time to go into stuff like Doge. Or yeah. Something oh like no, that, no, you know? no, 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 no. That's careless. Sure. That's for sure. Definitely not. I, things that have real case value. Absolutely. That's all I ever invest in. Yeah. I look at the projects, break them down. Do they actually add real case value to the world? There we go. You know, and and then if they do. Fantastic. Yeah. They solve problems. Great. Doge doesn't do that. No, unfortunately. There's not. Baby Doge as well, by the way. Baby Doge. What's that? Baby Doge. <laughs> baby Doge. Is that another one of like Elon's creations, is it? Well, it's spawned off Doge. Baby Doge. Go. It's all different fucking shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, what else is going on in the markets? Obviously, uh, we've got we've got the narrative of the FOMC at the moment. So yeah. obviously in light of this <sighs> SVB situation, they markets were pricing in fifty basis point rate hike. Yeah. Um, because of Jerome Powell, when he last spoke yeah. last week, he positioned the markets Absolutely. for that. Absolutely. So what happens now? Oh, mate, your, your guess is as good as mine. So yeah, as of recent, mm. 50 was the consensus. And funny enough, actually, even up until like, you know, yesterday, um, every top economist had predicted 50. Mm. There's only one bank, well, there's two actually, and you know, kind of, I'd be keen to hear your thoughts on this. Deutsche Bank are saying 25. There's only one other bank that has said, you know, a figure other than 50 and it's Nomura. Right. They've said minus 25. Minus 25. Wow. Yeah. So they want to see, you know, wow. the interest rates move south again as opposed to north. Interesting. And you can kind of, I understand where they're going with mm. it. It makes sense. Mm. If we've had a bank run, you know, just last week, you know, in terms of, you know, your exposure to bonds and yields, mm. yeah, I think Nomura are in the right headspace because, you know, you bring rates south that will probably bring some stability to the market, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. Like, if we go 50, yields are going to move against you, right? Can we see, you know, a sort of domino effect? Will we see banks' exposure to the bond market worsen? Mm. Yields move, price move in the wrong direction and see, you know, Credit Suisse, who were just bailed out, mm. would they, you know, co go completely bankrupt next week? I don't know. I don't know, but, you know, in terms of moving higher... I don't think it's certain. I don't think it's certain. Let me say something to you, just on the on the other side of the, of the fence. If they cut by 25, in my opinion, yeah. all hell breaks loose. 100%. People are going to panic. The, You know, people are going to panic. Um, that will really spook the market. I think we go it, for a cut. It will, but like at the same time, we're, we're in a really interesting sort of environment. Yeah. The narrative last year was inflation, inflation, inflation. Mm. That's all it has been up until the last yeah, week. Or yeah, so. exactly. That's and now it. we find ourselves in a bit of a predicament because, yes, inflation is still here. It's not going anywhere. Mm. You know, we're still at elevated levels. So, yes, there's more to do in terms of obviously bringing inflation down mm. to what it was traditionally. Mm -hmm. Having said that, though, We've seen bank runs. We've seen Credit Suisse been bailed out. Can they afford to keep inflation as their number one mandate? Yeah. I don't know. Or are they more concerned about, you know, the stability of the financial system, mm. which we kind of seen that they were because a national bank had to step in and bail out yeah. Credit Suisse. Yeah. Do you, do you know what sort of, this is me with being, I'm not a massive conspiracy theorist, but a lot of, you know, big institutions were yeah. calling a recession for this year. At oh, some yeah, point yeah. this year. And the fact now we're having bank failure, are we heading towards that recession? It's like, is this all planned or what? what's going on? Like, I mean, what? it's a good point. And obviously, you know, the debate 
at the end of last year was hard landing v soft landing, yeah right and just to dumb that down like you know basically is the recession going to be hard felt hard landing so that means you know the everyday guy and girl on the street are going to feel it in terms of you know paying off their mortgage when they go to tesco's you know your groceries are you know sky high and we have kind of felt that but not to the extent of you say 2008 yeah. you know but soft landing what essentially that would kind of suggest is there's slowdown in gdp growth mm -hmm. you know for the you know the average guy and girl on the street that doesn't really mean much does it mm -hmm. but in terms of you know where uh institutions and economies you know rank amongst one another okay that is important but it's not going to affect our everyday lives that's for sure definitely, definitely so in terms of going back to your question about a recession upcoming yes i think this is probably gonna paint the picture for a you know, a sort of hard landing, if you will. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's been on the radar for a while it now. It has, it has. Yeah, no, it was, you know, you look at the sort of the uh, bond market and obviously the twos versus the tens, mm. again, just to kind of go into simple terms here, but, you know, basically the yield curve inverted. Um, I'm not going to go into too much detail, but that is one of the telltale signs mm. of an upcoming recession. Mm. I think it's inevitable now. And I think, you know, the, the last week is just made things worse it has and you know what just people people screwed themselves over particularly in america right so obviously you know on the back of the pandemic we had all this cash coming into the economy yeah, yeah. you know oh like lending was next to nothing you know it didn't cost to borrow yeah. more or less people getting all these stimulus checks yeah, yeah and obviously yeah. i'm sorry to say it but you not every american is dumb but you've got a good portion of dumb americans that were taking that money and not using it wisely they yeah. were and um you know putting it into straight into robin hood right yes into robin hood for example <laughs> you know bets, investing so, yeah. in meme coins like dicks yeah. and then now this cash is drying up and these guys are going to be absolutely screwed over when this recession hits well there you go there you go this is probably the time as again what we were saying throughout the whole week is to be defensive to be smart yeah. with your money mm. you know at, in current climates like this Cash is king. King. You know, king. safety is where you want to be. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. so in terms of taking a punt, you know, it's it's not advisable. It's not. You know, don't take the punts. Invest. Mm. You know, it's it's go to your safety. Go to those that are, you know, traditional safe haven assets. There's mm. no time in trying to, you know, find the next 10x stock because it won't happen in today's climate. That's for mm. sure. That's mm. for sure. Yeah, big risk, big risk. So, um, yeah, so focus anyway next week, FOMC. That's the big risk event. Oh, that's the big one. I don't think we've got anything else really. That's the, that's the major one for me, the major standout. Because everything, yeah. if you look um, just quickly, just going to bring up the dollar index. We are just waiting for a next committed range. Like, look for the last one, two, three, four weeks. The range is very narrow. Yeah. You know, and obviously you can see that with euro as well. Uh, we're just waiting for, for the FOMC, I think, and that will give 100%. us our next committed trend. 100%. Um, but, yeah. And, again, that goes back to what we were saying a minute ago. Is the Fed going to prioritise, you know, inflation. Mm -hmm. If they are, well, then we could probably go towards 50. But obviously, it's a bit uncertain with regards to what we're saying about, you know, the state of the financial ecosystem. Mm -hmm. It's on its arse, to be blunt. Um, I think next week, we'll give, as, as you said, will, you know, be the foundation of which, you know, direction for the dollar is going into the mm -hmm. rest of the year. Me personally, I think the dollar is going to benefit throughout 2023 big time. And yeah. safe haven sort of gains and uh, rates got rising. I think what? you're gonna you're gonna benefit right. from safe haven flows. Yeah, you know, there's no safer place than the dollar yeah, at exactly. the moment. And then you're also gonna benefit from potential 
interest rate hikes. Again, you can kind of base that off what happens next week with the Fed meeting. But, you know, everyone else is playing catch up. America yeah. was here first raising rates. Exactly. You know? There's still there's a still massive divergence with what, 100%. you know, FMC and the rest of the major economies. So, yeah. There you go. There yeah. you go. So, I mean, in terms of attracting, you know, hot money flows, mm-hmm. movement into the dollar interest rates will spike that. You know, it's going to benefit from, as you said, safe haven mm-hmm. and, you know, interest rates rising as well, hot money flows. So I definitely think, okay, don't put your bets on now because it's it's it's, it's a punt. Yeah. But watch what happens next week. And mm-hmm. Definitely take your dollar positions based on that because, you know, that will definitely paint a picture for the year moving ahead. That's definitely. for sure. Agreed. That's for sure. Awesome. Well, I think that wraps up a decent session, mate. I think so too. Nice one. See you on the next one. Nice one, Ken.